Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. All right, well, I am here out of the black-eyed peas and all that. Whenever I'm dropping some stinky baits in the smallest dream of the morning, I like to browse carandclassic.com on my phone. They've got loads of Boston cars on there, and now they do online auctions with no buyer's fees. The other day I saw this tidy MG Metro Turbo and I was going to buy it, but then I remembered I've already got one. What am I like? Smith & Sniff is sponsored by Car & Classic. Have you met me brother? He's called Brian. I'm Johnny Smith. I'm Richard Porter. And this is Smith & Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars and many other things. Oh yeah, live. <laughs> Live. Well, well, thank you. We're live. I forgot to mention that. Live, live, live in London. Live in London. Leafy, leafy London. <laughs> here we are again uh, at the Royal Artillery Company. Yeah. Although we, we were walking here this morning and we realised that because uh, uh, we watched them last night towing some of those guns outside away. Yeah. I think they they bring they, them in they, at night. They bring them in at night, like your parents they, with like lawn chairs. It is. They guns. I mean, what's going to happen? It's like they're sun loungers. Yeah, it is. They go. Well, we spent all day polishing them. We're not going to leave them outside. Yeah. But then we realised they basically they used a pins gower actually for for military hardware perverts, and um, and they they dragged the guns inside. But we realised they could probably become the sort of um, honourable artillery and plant hire company. Yeah. And just have a cheeky little sideline in generators. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine the, what would be the Honourable uh, Genset Company or the, the Honourable Heavy Plant Royal Company? Well, because you could just go, I need one, I need one in like 10 minutes, and they, they'd just turn up. And when, also, they'd have their own version of the Red Arrows, which is just cherry pickers that kind of go up in, <laughs> in different sequences, like five of them. Three of them are up, picking. two of them are down, and vice versa. It'd be majestic to watch if a bit slow. <laughs> So, I don't know, I don't think anyone is actually from the artillery company in here, but we are willing to sell them this idea for a small fee. A little bit of heavy good. plant never did anyone any harm. Well, actually, exactly. it did. Loads of people die every year from heavy plant, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. I was going to say, losing a finger is probably... Right. I want to get straight on to an important issue here. Yes. I've written it here. Jay Leno's drafty carport. <laughs> I've written it down. It's that important. Yeah. So, imagine... Jay Leno's lost his storage. Yes. He refuses to get rid of most of the cars. Yes. So he's decided to build what is essentially a ramshackle in a windy area of California, uh, a lean-to. For a collection of over 100 cars? Yeah, uh, probably over 100 million How dollars. much of that not quite transparent, wavy sort of plastic stuff <laughs> is he going to need for this carport? Oh, loads. Lots. Like loads. a square kilometre of it. <laughs> yeah. And it's always blowing off as yeah, well. Yeah, And Jerry Seinfeld's having none of this. <laughs> so Jerry Seinfeld, he's like, right, I'm rebranding as well, fuck it. Got, got to be a bit, got a little bit, bit more, you know, attainable. So Jerry Seinfeld... 
goes to a tea room with a funny friend in an Italian car without laughing. And it's called what? That, that's what it's called. <laughs> oh, I see. That's, that's the name, the name of, the of the show. Yeah. Just imagine watching that. He doesn't, I don't think he even likes Italian supercars. So he's annoyed at the fact he's in a car that he doesn't really believe in. Oh, I see. He's not laughing. And neither is his friend, who's probably funnier than him. Do you know that show? And they're not drinking coffee. The real show. There's one thing about that show, that, and it's a very American thing, but it always comes, somehow sticks in the mind, that, that comedians in cars getting coffee, which is a great show. Sweet, sweet show. At the top, he always goes, this is a, and whatever car it is, and then he goes, in opaline green, over beige, anthracite leather. And you go, why are you so specific about the colours, but don't tell me what the engine's like? It's, very, it's a very American thing. Really? It's like model years. Is that a 17? I don't know. I don't care. Might be. That's how I was once. I pulled up to a shop in in California in a a Mustang, which I'd borrowed. Might have been a rental car. And a homeless guy outside the shop went, hey, is that the 18? And I was like, why are you interested? Feels like you've got bigger fish to fry. Why are you caring? Did he say the 18? Well, because I think it was, you know, it was like, it was was that thing where it was probably, it was 2017. So, of course, the American model years, it was like, it's like American magazines. Yeah, well, they work three years ahead. Yeah. In 2012, they asked if it was the 2016... Yeah, yeah, Road and Track. Their January 2027 issues just hit the newsstands because somehow (laughs) they've just... They keep kicking that can down the road so it makes no sense whatsoever. (laughs) But model years are kind of the same. And uh, and, uh, But then also that obsession with... What colour is it? uh, Sort of blue? I don't know. I don't know any of that. There's a lot of Italian exotica out there on the lawn at the London Concourse. Beautiful. Some people immediately know the names of the colours. That guy... So today... Um, we were out on the lovely leafy lawn uh, here at the auxiliary company, lawn. and then but we got asked if we would judge the supercar category of cars on display, which is which is the clipboard in my hand. This is why we have clipboards. Look, it even says score sheet. I haven't filled it in yet because I, I, <laughs> I sort of thought about it and then I wrote well, on the back of it because I felt like I didn't want to spoil it. It's a totally pointless exercise, anyway. It says no, that's what I did. Um, we, we, we did, a, we did a little bit of things that we liked and at one point there were four of us and, 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 and at one point I turned around and Johnny just wandered off somewhere else <laughs> so the other three of us kept looking at things and then we realised and we went oh there's some more over there we're supposed to look at small supercars and then we walked over there and then in fact there were 20 which we didn't realise there were that many and we panicked because we'd been told we had to sort of wrap it up yeah. and, and then went and sat down and tried to decide and we kind of got our shortlist together and then Johnny arrived and went oh I've got some different thoughts and we had to go back and look at some things again we, yeah it was awkward um, and then, Disruptor. But the problem is, on the one hand, we have to take the sacred job of judging very seriously. On the other hand, they're all really nice. Yeah. Someone said, oh, there's a 355 GTS out there. Do you want to go home? And you go, you know what? Yeah, I do, actually. So you can't go nuts, not as good as that. Yeah. I don't know what else there was. Lots of McLaren. I did see an incredibly chody shifter. Um, yes. Did you see it? Yes. I mean, you almost can't see it. I don't know why I said it. You have to be so close to the cabin. Yeah. To see it. It was in that 360, wasn't it? Yes. 360, uh, Ferrari 360 Spider. An absolute thimble of a shifter. It was like, is yeah. it very cold it was... inside that car? Hey? It was, it was like it was very cold. Maybe just the aircon was absolutely going because the shifter <laughs> had gone down to... Imagine... By the way, all the men in the room laughed a lot more than anyone Imagine... in the room about that one. Imagine but... open water swimming in January. Yeah. Without a wetsuit. You just go, oh yeah. Yeah. That's what I select gears with. It's amazing. It's not skin-coloured, but it looks really similar. Yeah. Also, something that just reminded me as well this morning when we had that conversation about... So last night we stayed in a hotel, and um, 
it was one of those hotels where you can't open the windows. Oh, I hate so it. I'll be honest, I didn't notice because the room had air conditioning. Oh, God. Can you guess who turned off their air conditioning in the middle of the night? Like an absolute pipe. <laughs> it's this man here. I hated the fact that I couldn't open the window. I was pacing in a circle for a while. <laughs> I didn't know the approach, and I needed to go to sleep because I was a little bit pissed. And, uh, and I, I, I woke up. I turned the con off, and I woke up at about three in the morning, absolutely heaving like a fish that had dived out of an aquarium, flipping around on the floor. So I chugged two bottles of water, pointed at the aircon controls, and shouted at the window, and then went back to bed again. <laughs> like, like, like they'd wronged me. I've been tricked into this. I slept quite well, because I left the fucking air conditioning on. Um, Made my room which... much more efficient, though. My room was faster as a result, felt more powerful. <laughs> but I realised something. I, I, I'm assuming you're not here by accident. You all listen to the podcast. And, no. And, no. No, no, no. <laughs> we were told this was Coldplay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, uh, you'll know that Johnny has this aversion to air conditioning, generally, and particularly in cars. But I realised something. I meant to bring this up the other well, day. Don't call me a, a bad name. No. I've, just, I've been in minicabs recently a couple of times on hot days. Yeah. Windows down, no con on, because it's eating into their profit margin. I suddenly realise it's like you're a sort of reincarnated minicab driver. Yeah, I've got a Hyundai Stella on order. Yeah. <laughs> from, from somewhere. You can take those other gears out. I'll be in fifth the whole time, mate. Oh, yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Even when the engine mounts are practically <laughs> spasming themselves into dust. Second gear pull away every yeah. time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah just yeah. keep it high and then get just, fifth. Just Second to fifth, cut. short shift it. Oh, fuck it, it doesn't matter. But yeah, this is, I'd never really thought about it before, but you're basically... you're. You're, you're oh, a up for a career in minicabbing. Yeah, I don't like Uber, it's too modern. Oh, no, no you're going to go local cab firm, pyramid on the roof, yep. and you just hang around outside a station. Beads on the seats. And I've got BO as well. <laughs> <laughs> just, to keep, just to keep it authentic. Hence why the window's down most of the time. Because what it does is it acts as a, vent, a sort of BO venturi. Because <laughs> if you think about it, arm on the door... And as I go faster, the person yep. sat behind me, probably you, probably, gets a real sweet scent of <laughs> armpit vinegar straight into the nostrils. <laughs> didn't um, didn't be over. Because I've been working long shifts. Been working hard. Um, I would always sit on the passenger side of a minicab, though, wouldn't you? Can't I, I, I honestly don't know. No, because I want to have a look at the instruments. I want to know the mileage. Do you? Yeah, and how far into six figures it is and I want to see if the uh, what kind on. of check engine light is on yes uh, and what other lights might be on as well oh yes so that's a very um, valid point well I was in a I got a why was I getting a minicab it was a Merc E-class and the guy had done the classic um, bit of black gaff over where one of the warning lights was what taped over yeah. it yeah but the thing is from my angle behind the passenger seat I could see that the light was on but he'd just kind of gone, I guess, just I'm fed up out of it. sight, out of mind. That's not a problem if I can't see it. It's not oil pressure by any chance. No, no, it was definitely check engine. But that's <laughs> the thing, check engine's such a, it's such a broad church, isn't it? Yeah. It could be anything. Yeah. Well, that's why he's taken over it. Yeah, well, exactly. It's, I don't need this mithering. Just shut up, car. When something's really serious, let me know. Um, I just, I heard a squall of feedback and it reminded me of something that Nick, the sound guy, told us before, that there's a wedding happening over there. Is there? Yeah. But they're using wireless mics as well. Bastards. There's only about 16 channels of wireless microphone 
bandwidth. Why don't we Obviously, go over there? We're occupying two, well, three with the, with the roving mic. Uh, but I said to Nick, well, it's a wedding. What do you need, like one or two mics for the speeches? And he went, no, there's a band. Uh. So if at any point, suddenly, inexplicably through the speakers, either you hear someone go, well, when I first met Tristan, we were at school together, <laughs> and he absolutely rogers me senseless, then you'll know we've got the best man. It's not us. If That's it's not Sweet Caroline, any part of it, including the drums, will know we've got the band. So just a warning, we may have to stop and change to a different frequency because some posh people are getting married today. Now, listen, guys. Here's the situation. I went through a village the other day, and there was this sign, which you might be familiar with, and it said, this village welcomes careful drivers. And I thought, no one's ever welcomed me. I've driven through it at 30 or 20, whatever the, mm. whatever the, the law is, and I thought, I want to experience this welcome. Yeah. I want you just to knock I, on a door and I'd like, do I, it. I, I'd pull over, put your hazards on, and there's obviously a couple of houses, and just yeah. wait. <laughs> just sit and wait, go, and? Could you uh, message in advance, and then they have time to put the bunting up? That's a great idea. Have a little feat. Maybe there's a village app. When you know well, they should close. be, really. With, I mean, if it's got a post office or a pub, perhaps you just pop in there and go, <clears throat> I'm here for my welcome. Yes. Because <laughs> I'll think you'll find. Check my wheels. Yep. Not one of them is curbed. Yeah. Check my bodywork. Yep. No dings. I no. park far away in the supermarket. <laughs> Although, obviously, some fucker's going to park right next to you even then because people are running at. And there's no, on the run-up to the village, did you hear any DSG tromboning going on? Yeah. No. Yeah. Not at all. I wasn't doing 110, was going down to 30 for the village. It's a good point, isn't it? The, the, the piss flaps Does it welcome? It's a lie. Do they? No, it's a lie. Prove it. Yeah, that's what I was... Show it to me. Yeah. Show me the welcome. Yeah. So I think we should all do that. I okay. Think that's very important. Does anyone live in a village that welcomes careful drivers? Yeah, is anybody... No. Does anybody live in a village? <laughs> there's, two, there's three people in the room that live in a village. Well, we are in London, in fairness. It's like, I assume a lot of people live in London, which okay. is, despite Mark and Lard's best efforts, not a village. Does so. anybody welcome anybody in London? <laughs> <laughs> Unlikely. I think just there's a sign on the way into London that just says, London, fucking do what you want. Yeah, <laughs> Stopping a fish to fry. Because we I, I moved out of London last year, and I, I, there's certain things that I really miss about London, and one of them is just people just going, do what the fuck you want. I'm not looking at you. I don't give a shit what shoes you're wearing. It doesn't matter. We, were, we went for a run this morning, which might have been a mistake, because it was hot, and we were both a little hungover, and somebody had slept in a room with no air conditioning. We ran past a butcher's shop in East London. There was just a, a very old woman outside in butcher's apron having a cigarette before she went in and sold some meat. It was exceptionally that, attractive. It's just proper. Though. That's, that's quite old school. You don't get that no. where I live. No, I, I've never seen that in my life. Hang on, don't you live in a... Oh, you live in a town, I suppose. I live in a tyne. Tyne. Yeah, I live in a town. Dine tyne. <laughs> it's impossible. Talking of which, actually, talking of villages uh, and small towns, a couple of months ago I went to Norfolk. Not massively interesting. And uh, no disrespect to Norfolk. And I, there were two shops. I took pictures of these shops. You know what I'm going to say. Oh, yes, I do know what you're going to say. Uh, I, these shops were within 200 metres of one another. And the first one I spotted, and it was called Simply Norfolk. 
And I was like, what, what on earth does Simply Norfolk sell? Because it was a fairly large shop. Very flat things. What do we think Norfolk, Simply Norfolk Naan sells? Bread. You got any loaves? Nope. Pardon? What? Mustard. Mustard? Yes. Do you know what it might have done? Mustard lotuses. <laughs> um, uh, and what? Canal boats. Or holidays involving canal boats. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, broads. And constable paintings. Incestuous, Incestuous novels. novels. That's a great one. <laughs> Why don't we just wrap all these things up? Drive the Lotus uh, to the narrowboat holiday. Yeah. We're Read the incestuous novel while eating your dinner off a constable placemat. Yes. I think if you went on Dragon's Den with this business, they would say <laughs> that your aims were too diffuse. <laughs> I know it's not. Cars and placemat, I don't know what I'm out. But I, did you go in to find out what no. I was I looked in the window briefly. And what was in the window? There's a lot of sculptures that wouldn't, didn't really represent anything for Was me. it a coastal town? It was, and that brings me on, crucially, Richard, to the next shop. What was the next shop called? Simply Coastal. <laughs> I kid you not. What? I've got photos, because I didn't think anyone would believe me. Simply, ah, now, Simply wait. Coastal. But now, this I can envisage. Right. Has anyone ever rented a cottage by the sea? Yeah. Right. Have you appreciated the absolutely dog shit art and ornaments in any coastal rental cottage? <laughs> it's an extraordinary thing. Everything's made of driftwood. All the paintings are of boats. It's inexplicable because if you go and rent a cottage by some mountains, it's not like everything is mountainous in there. They just go, it's a cottage. Let's have a broad church of stuff. As soon as you buy the sea, it's like oh, everything has to be sea themed. I can fucking see the sea. I don't need more stuff in here that is sea-themed. Everything's light blue and slightly faded. Why? It makes no sense. It's very pastely. So, is that what they were selling in Simply Coast? There was a lot of that. And also, so. shipwreck paintings. Yes. <laughs> I don't think that's a positive reflection on, on the coast. Do you not think? Well, if you... <clears throat> Nobody sells stabby photos in London, do they? <laughs> <laughs> Have a go on that. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and those little Airbnb canisters there. that people leave in car parks who have been sniffing gas. <laughs> you know, I don't even know what they're called. You know, those things. We, we uh, Airbnb'd an apartment in London. There's a beautiful oil painting of somebody selling crack. It was lovely. <laughs> <laughs> that, maybe that's where I'm going wrong. I should start a shop. Be pop-up in Brick Lane. I rented a cottage near Silverstone once, and there were just loads of paintings of massive motor racing accidents <laughs> <laughs> so there wouldn't be because that would be weird but you're right shipwrecks it's just like it's yeah. very dark the shipwreck well it is quite it's a reminder of what can go wrong because the sea obviously is a twat <laughs> <laughs> it's my long-held belief I love the sea, the sea. is an absolute bellend but it's a dangerous thing oh it's just awful I mean I love I love looking at the sea but yeah. just don't mess with the sea don't ever mess with the sea it'll fuck you over in a second it will absolutely even at quite low depth it's waiting <laughs> isn't it? I mean, it's like... It's it's not, we're not talking about the steering on a car. Like, no, but the sea is... You give the sea an inch and it'll take, take a mile. It'll take you. It'll take you a mile out to sea. It'll take you a mile I've out got you now. Yeah. Offshore breeze. Yeah, exactly. Be well, that's it. It's in league with the wind, which is also a twat. Yeah. It is, isn't it? Unless what do they do at Smith & Sniff? Well, mostly Richard just slagged off the elements. It's quite strange. <laughs> There's other elements we really wine. like. Sunshine. Sun's okay. Sunshine. Yeah. It's also the bringer of life. So. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, right, I've written down here uh, dad style reversing. Do you remember ages ago we talked about dad style reversing? We're all familiar with this. Arm around the. You reach a certain age, seat. gentlemen. I don't know if women do it. I've never seen a woman do it. Do women do it? Because they're fundamentally more intelligent, so they don't need to do it. They, either, they believe the mirrors. We're non mirror believers. That's well, where you think you might be fibbing to you. <laughs> it's the same way that I look in the mirror and go, could be James Bond. They've just not asked yet. What you so the arm goes around the passenger seat. We look back. You know, that's the way it runs. So today is a stark reminder for me when I went to the toilet. There's dad style, I think, urinal leaning. Oh. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll demonstrate. So, line of urinals. A guy just walked in right next to me. He came in hot as well. Yeah. <laughs> he did. He, he came in hot. And, and, it, and it was a proper, like, oh. <laughs> like a sort of life support lean. I was like, I didn't want to make eye contact because you just don't. But it was a proper, like, whoa. And I thought, oh, what age do you reach where leaning on the urinal wall is all right? But I associate Does anybody that. do that, by the way? Yeah. Was he nursing a semi? Oh, I, d- I didn't look. a semi? <laughs> What, because he had to tilt the hips a little more? I don't know. I wasn't looking. We have all been there, but I didn't look, because you mustn't look. No, you mustn't look. We all know. It's true. You know you don't look. What, is there a man over there going... And I've told you in a... It's optional. I told you in a previous podcast once, I I was in an events do, and there were individual... We won't talk about toilets much, I promise. But there were individual individual urinal bowls, and I was in one, and there was a guy in another, but there was a fairly large gap between each bowl, and this massively pissed guy comes running in, and he's talking to everybody, and he pulls up where there isn't a urinal bowl, and and starts chatting to both of us like that. Yeah, yeah, anyway. And he's just wazzing on his own feet. (laughs) And I could see this happening immediately. So I was trying to side-saddle it. Because <laughs> so, I knew the danger was there. Anyway, enough toilet chat. We'll oh, move man. on. A friend of mine came to see the last live recording we did, and she's not into cars at all. She was just being polite, I think. And uh, afterwards, she went, I understood more of it than I thought. And I was like, well, of course you do, because we were just talking about we and poo. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows that. Sad but true. So, anyway, yes, what else is on your list? I've got a list as well, but I just, I, I, I know you, you hand-wrote your list, so it sort of feels like you... I, I got pulled over by the police a couple of days ago. What? Yeah, in America, where it's more complicated. Yes. Don't get out of the car. Oh, shit, well, guess what I did? What? Yeah, I know, because it all happened so quick, and I just panicked, and I was Holy really shit. British and Hugh Grant about it. Because I got pulled by the police a few years ago in the States, and I, uh, uh, my wife's American, so she knows how it works. And, and I pulled in, kind of, oh, fuck, I know why this is. They got forward-facing radar, which is unsporting, I think. That's not fair. <laughs> so Crown Vic going the other way got pinched, because I saw him doing a Yui in the mirror, and I was like, uh, I think I'm in trouble. And my wife went, okay, just wait till he does the lights, and then whoop. pull in. Yeah, whoop! They do yeah. the whoop, don't they? Yeah. And... Um, it's sort of like James Brown's behind you. <laughs> he feels good. He feels good. Yeah. Because he's going to get another ticket out of you. And, um, and I pulled in and then just casually went for the door handle. Full kind of like movie spec. My wife went, no! Well, I did Hands that. on the wheel. I, I got out. Did they... Luckily, he wasn't that really was me pulling a gun. I'm sorry, it was really shit. <laughs> That's like British action hero. Yeah, oh, so shit, I was clips I, falling out. I was actually in a queue to get into a cars and coffee event. Oh, so it's three a.m. 
<laughs> so amazingly, it wasn't. Mm. It was uh, quarter to eight. So I... Um, so That's I was, why he pulled you over. Where do you think you're going, son? The Cars and coffee. No, that ended hours ago. Yeah. <laughs> hours ago. Spin me another yarn. No, it was, it was still on, and it was busy, and I was turning left across uh, a junction of traffic, and the light went to green, and I pulled out of the, out of the space, and then realised that none of the cars on the other side of the road were going anywhere, and I was left hanging. Yeah. And as soon as the lights went back to, um, to, to red, I, well, I thought, well, I'm, I'm not really in anybody's way, but I'm sort of hanging. I, I heard this, whoop, look round. It was a motorcycle cop who just appeared out of nowhere, mm. like a magician, mm. and had a loudspeaker system, and he went, you, over there. And I and like, like getting really told off at school in assembly, because one of you's guffed and the other one laughs. <laughs> it's true, innit? But the guffer never gets caught. It's always the laugher. Yeah. And I was always the laugher. Yeah. So they, you get picked out and told to go in the corner. So I pulled over. And I thought, shit. Oh. And I was recording. I had a video. Uh, I had a, a GoPro on the headrest at the oh. time. Because I was going to film myself going into the cars and coffee, because I'm a stroker. So, um, so I, I was a bit like, sugar, uh, all right. So I went in and immediately just turned it off, pulled the handbrake up and got out. And as soon as I got out, I knew I shouldn't have got out. And he went, you, need, you don't need to get out. You get back in. I went, oh, okay, sorry. And I just, as I was getting back in, I went all through Grant. I went, well, in the UK, we have to get out. So <laughs> really sorry. <laughs> like some idiot, like one of the people from the monkeys yeah. or something. No, I found that is a great technique for getting away with not murder, but close to... Yeah. I mean, the guy could walk again afterwards. But, um, so he kicked the stand down on the motorbike, and he had white gloves on, which I was oh. admiring. I didn't say anything to him. And uh, you know, it might have been an icebreaker, but I didn't want to risk it. And, uh, and he said, can I have your license and registration? I said, well, I haven't got any registration. It's not even my car. So he kind of went, he went, went closer. Uh-oh. But uh, before that, there was faff, because I turned the car off, and he asked me to put the window down. Oh, and no. it, I couldn't work out if it was one of those cars... Do you have to, is the ignition on, window down, or will it do it anyway? Yeah. And I just ended up going, ah! So uh, I struck the car up, put the window down, then turned the car off again. It's also because you were driving that car where you needed a loaded revolver to get the engine started, weren't you? So it's, always, <laughs> it's a very tricky situation. I was at a steam rally. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. So hence why I didn't have any trousers or pants on, but I did have shoes on. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, so yeah, he asked for that, and I didn't, I said, oh, I don't have a registration, it's Nissan's car. Um, because you said, did oh, you say Nissan? He went, what the hell is yeah, that? Yeah, he did. Nissan. I said N- Nissan. Nissan. And, and it's on Kentucky number plates, so he thought I was a wrong one. Oh. And, uh, and, I, and so I just, get, look, I just said, look, here's my driving license. It's the press car. Anyway, he went away. He said, I'm just going to check this out. And I went away and sat on his motorbike for about eight minutes. Oh. Which feels like an hour when there's all these people going into Cars and Coffee pointing at me. Was he just rubbing vanish on his gloves? Because he touched I, I the dirty even... outside of your car. I don't think he was doing anything. He was just oh. sitting on his motorbike looking at all these lovely other cars coming yeah. in. And then goes, I'm going to sweat him out a bit. Like yeah, he was, he was messing with Foreign guy. And then came back, he went, yeah, everything's fine. Just please don't do that again. It's really inconsiderate. Make him sit in the like, car with the AC off. And, yep. but the joke's on him because you hadn't got it on in the first place. Yeah, so that's right. Fine. That's right. So, yeah, that was quite stressful. And it reminded me of the massive difference between UK cop and US cop. Mm. But he was surprisingly nice. No guns were drawn. And there wasn't any okay. shouting. Yeah. Normally there's a lot of shouting, which I yeah. find stressful. Unless I was armed and I was being aggressive, which I wasn't. Has anyone ever been pulled over by the police in America before? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we know you have, Andy. As, as a good amount of people have put their hands up. And did you find it a bit intimidating? 
Oh, you no. got out of the car too. Did you get shot for getting out of the car? What? Your birthday, so he let you off. Was well, so it just a minor wound, like a sort of lower leg? I would never have considered that it's my birthday, please let me off, officer would be a legitimate way to get out. But which state was that in? Michigan. Oh, Michigan. Okay, because okay. I think, and my wife has, has told me this, that, and I'm quoting now, the California Highway Patrol are assholes. <laughs> <laughs> and the worst of the American police. Really? Yeah. Or LAPD as well, they're just supposed to be. I think the main, well, my main take-home was how unbelievably bad the motorways are, the surfacing yeah. around Los Angeles. Terrible. Or Los Angeles. In fairness, they have earthquakes. Oh, yeah. I know you thought of that. But they don't have that many But it's just combed concrete. Yes, it it's is. It's just slabs yeah. of combed concrete. Every time you change lanes, you're basically just running... Just skating. A hedge trimmer over your tyres. Yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's terrible, except they're American tyres, so they're made of rock. Yeah. Because they're designed to last 100,000 miles. Yeah, mine were made of maple. Maple on the back. Yes. And I think I had <laughs> yes. mahogany on the front. Yeah. It was yeah, just yeah. fine. It's absolutely Sawed fine. Sawed up a couple of church pews. Because <laughs> they're sports tyres. Um, yeah. So, yes. No, they're terrible. I think it's the sun, mainly. It's the sun and the earthquakes. Yeah. That generally... So the police guy, he did say, I'll let you off this time. So you didn't get a ticket? I didn't get a ticket. I don't even know what, you, what a ticket is, though. I was fully prepared to just take the ticket and just think, I'm not doing anything with that. Because I'm going home tomorrow, and it's not my car. And I'm sure he didn't photocopy my license yeah. or take a picture of it. So. And you gave your name as Jason Plato. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's clever. Well, to, to a point, then he's yeah, looking at your you? license and go, That's a funny spelling. And uh, Yeah, it's European. Okay. Um, <laughs> but because I, I was told that if you have the time, which mostly you don't if you're in the US on holiday, uh, and you get a speeding ticket, it is worth just going to court because usually the cop won't show up because it's not a good use of their time. And if they don't show up and then they can't answer questions about, you know, their equipment being calibrated and all that sort of stuff, they'll just let you off. We? Oui? Well, my wife told me that. I don't know whether she, she might have been talking shit. Just making it up. Yeah, but that's apparently, it's, it's worth contesting if you have the time, which most people don't, and that's what they rely on. <laughs> don't take this as gospel, by the way. It's like, well, actually, it's funny, because I'm going to Florida tomorrow, and I think I'll just drive at 900 miles an hour everywhere and see what happens. Right. Uh, what, are, we, are we still on the list? A-A-E-E. <laughs> what? Active aero erection etiquette. I was thinking about this the other day. Yeah, exactly. This is, a discuss- this is an important discussion point which I'd like to raise with you, my friends. So, should it be up when you're parked, or is that a fluty manoeuvre? Discuss. Flutes. Flutes. Is it fluty? It's a bit fluty. Is it a bit fluty? Because I, I went to this cars and coffee thing after getting pulled by the police. There was a lot of active aero. Erect- active aero up? Yeah, yeah, loads. Okay. Lo- <laughs> I didn't say well, that. I don't know what that means. I'm I think gonna, it's, I'm going to infer it's, some things. But it's pe- peacocky, isn't it? It's a bit peacocky. It's a bit peacocky. But then, so here's one for you, which I was going to ask uh, uh, you and anyone else here. That it's, uh, just leaving your car with a bit of lock on, is that slovenly? No. I feel like it's slovenly. Do you? Yeah. That's not slovenly. Unless you're San Franciscan. San Franciscan? Yeah, San Franciscan. San Franciscoan. Anyway, if you live there in San Francisco, obviously it's very hilly and everybody parks with some lock on because into the curb. So yeah. if your handbrake fails and somehow your park pawl breaks off, your car won't cannon down a hill into a trolley bus. <laughs> but otherwise, it's in the highway code. It is highway in the highway code. code. It is, isn't it? 
What, if you're parking on a hill, put some lock on? Yeah. Into the curb, t- t- towards oh, the curb. That's interesting. I don't think I've ever seen it done here. Uh, well, in Bristol, where you, near, you live near now, yeah. there's a lot of turning into the curb. Goes on that, yeah. Well, it is the San Francisco of the West Coast. It is the San so Francisco. <laughs> that makes sense. But, but no, I just, sometimes you see a car also pre lock on. I, just, I, just, I, I don't know, I always just go, a bit slovenly. I mean, obviously, also, because I'm deeply pedantic and dull, I, I don't like turning the steering wheel. He doesn't turn you... the steering wheel when the car's stationary. No, because of your track rods. Seriously? Am I right? Can I... Can we... Don't turn the wheel no. when the car's parked. I don't care if it's got power steering. That's bobbins. It's, it's, no, it's not. No, I'm palming it to the point where the power steering is bubbling. I pry myself. Even <laughs> <laughs> if, if the reservoir is bubbling like a, like a witch's cauldron. Well, you see that as a mark of success. I do, I do. It's like getting sweaty in a workout. <laughs> Going, yeah, the car's really, it's losing pounds here. Yeah. It? yeah. Well, it probably is because you're breaking your power steering. It's before. earning its keep. No, because one the of the I just don't like burst. it. I pride myself. Even if I was trying to turn the car around, three-point turn in a street that is like half the width of the car is long, that car is not any... No steering action is happening as the car is moving. I will Austin Powers it if I have to. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's a, it was instilled into me by my dad. because The track rods. But your dad's an engineer. Why has your dad not told you to do this? I don't know. My dad on a long journey, I remember this, he used to hold, for the benefit of the listeners, he used to put both hands under the steering wheel. Or was it? Yeah, at the bottom of the steering wheel and just sort of like tiller steer it. <laughs> Which I don't think is in full control of the car. If you had well, a blowout I mean, and you're tillering it... I don't think you that... could go through the Kielder Forest on the Lombard RAC <laughs> in a Metro 6R4 doing that, but no, it's a Maxi. driving his Avenger up the M5, is it probably... It was a Ma- okay. the Ma- he used to love it with the Maxi. Oh, the Maxi? He used to do it a lot with the Maxi, because that was a two-spoke steering Two-spoke wheel, wheel so you've yeah. got a lot of, a lot of, a lot of space real estate. palms. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> said nobody. The underhang. Oh, underhang a massive steering. amount. Does anybody do the underhang drive? Is that simply my dad? Oh, there's Which one. Is not a a shot one hand went up over there, and it might be your dad in disguise. Yeah. It's a man in hat and glasses. <laughs> it's not my dad, no. Well, it could be, because he's camouflaged. He's got a huge beard and glasses and a cap. Yeah. It's exactly so the kind of So do you go you um, palms down or palms up? Palms down. Palms down. down. So the underhang. So the, it is classic tiller steer. I just realised, look, I've got, the, I've got the roving mic. We can go in and actually... Oh, go dive in. Could talk to your dad in disguise over here. We need to, we need to discuss this. <laughs> Bear in mind, my dad's... Oh, I'm going to come... Sorry, this, car before, forgive me, so. sir. I'm going to come in behind you. Yeah, so it's... Because um, I drive a T4 van, so it's like you just slobbingly sat. Is it, is it the thing to do? Yeah. It is? With an armrest, captain's chair. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, you've got a captain's chair. Yeah. Now, have you ever had... I've had sort of slightly nervous dreams that the pin might come out of the captain mechanism <laughs> <laughs> if you're doing some backlane tillermanship, which you will be, yeah. because you're tillering it. Yeah, Can you imagine if it does sort of 90 degrees left? What are you imagining that it's an incredibly well-lubed bearing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just starts... Like oh, he Catherine puts, wheeling around. He puts copper slip on it. It's absolutely. It's there's no. It's noiseless bearings. Yeah. So um, you don't I've do. Had that, I've had that thought before though, but or you've not quite clicked it back into place. That's the uh, what, one. what? And the, the hips are sort of yeah, skidding so if around. You've, if you've had it facing the other way and you've twisted it back, but it's not clicked in, there is that possibility. Shit. <laughs> That's bad though, isn't it? Yeah. That's really bad. Before you know it, you're facing the draining board at the back of the camper van. <laughs> <laughs> or the wife in the passenger seat. 
Yeah, or the passenger. <laughs> Would you mind holding the wheel for a moment, dear? I appear to be facing the kitchen. Um, is, that, is that not like, is that the equivalent of upper class horse riding? So like side saddle. Side driving. saddling your car. And if you're, if you're of a certain social standing, it's like, of course you're driving it side, side saddle. It's absolutely fine. Would that be a, would that be a thing? Give it a go. Give it a go. Give it a go. Let us know. Right, OK, we take no liability yeah, please for your try forthcoming your accident own. in the lanes of Cornwall. On private property. I assume you get a Cornwall because you've got a T4, so... Yeah. <laughs> Why would you not? Um, well, we I was going to say, actually, while I've got the roving mic, Should we, we could do, do the some audience mic? questions. The raving mic. Has anybody got a question for us that they... Look, a hand went straight up there. Very fast hand. And I know who this is. Hello, talking of which, when I was in the States recently, talking of van life, etc., yeah, I'm going to get a lot of Mercedes sprinters jacked very highly up to the point where they look like in a, in a high wind situation, they're all going down. <laughs> like a house of cards on wheels. It just looked very, very unwieldy. Sorry. So, yeah, um, I have a question. Going back to something you said earlier, Richard, about uh, checking the mileage in a minicab when you're, when you're in there. What is the highest mileage you've seen? I can start by raising you... 68 plate Prius with 220,000 miles on it. What? Yeah. Ooh. I don't know how that happens, but apparently it does. So, yeah, what is your... A 68 plate with... That's 2018. About 40,000 miles a year, I guess. Oh God, that's a boring, a lot of boring driving, isn't it, in a short space of time? I imagine so, yeah. 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 Well, it's a lot... Of, it's stop-starty, isn't it? It's not yeah. like it's just gone, I'll go to the Nardo test track and drive around. <laughs> it's gone, I'll actually just go up to Camden Town and back again. A lot. Nine million times. So, uh, I, oh gosh, I don't know. Oh, there's another question. I, I, the, the answer is I don't know because I, although I'm a very boring man, I'm also a very forgetful man. But I think often it starts with a two, doesn't it? And you kind of go, ah. And sometimes if I'm bored or drunk, I will engage the driver in conversation. But the will. classic is... Any problems with this? <laughs> and they usually go, no, because I put a bit of tape over the check engine. <laughs> so I'm blissfully ignorant. Would you mind passing the microphone down to the person next to you? There was a guy in 2003, there was a guy in the town that I live in who had a Sierra taxi in 2003. What? Yeah, he also had no teeth. But I, uh, it's not relevant. It's not relevant to the mileage. What, but is it? Are the two things related? I don't know. I just remember. He also had a fishing cap. Always used to wear a fishing cap. What? I don't know why, but I, I remember it because I only ever used to sit in his so car. So it was a Sierra. It was like a, uh, like a, Shima, a Shimano reel. <laughs> anyway, I only used to meet him when I was drunk because I only ever needed him when I was drunk. So, But he had a Sierra in 2003. Wow. Post-millennium Sierra taxi. Incredible. Interesting. Very interesting. Uh, question? Yes, that's it. Um, my question is, how do you guys celebrate if one of your words got into the Oxford English Dictionary? Like, for instance, Manuel becomes an adjective for Manuel Gearbox. Wow. And actually, actually, I have actually heard that in a podcast recently. Somebody actually referred to Somebody Manuel. referred well, to yeah, I th- Manuel's. Well, yeah, I don't know if we could claim credit for that, could we? Manuel's? Manuel's. We can claim whatever we All right, well, fuck it. We're claiming credit for it. <laughs> if so the whatever Oxford, that other podcast if the Oxford was, Dictionary is involved, claim it. Yeah. How would we celebrate? I don't know. Well, I know. We'll go out. We'll go and get battered in a rural part of Norfolk. And we'll Go hope to that we get Norfolk. a Hyundai Stella minicab on the way home. Yeah. Obviously, we'll have to telephone a landline to, to order it. <laughs> which the... I, just before the... We've also invented a time machine, it seems. <laughs> yeah. Well, also, the question is, if, we, if there's any word that we use a lot on the podcast that was going to go into the Oxford English Dictionary... 
Pissfister. <laughs> Pissfister, the greatest missed hearing. Pissfister would be good. Jody Shifter. Jody Shifter. <laughs> Helmsmanship. Helmsmanship. I again, I don't know if we could claim credit for that. I quite like Tillermanship as well, because it's even more twatty. Yeah, because on that side of things, there's a phrase. It's too long, isn't it? I only really say Tillermanship to constantly try and annoy Chris Harris. And I feel like he's not paying attention to my efforts to irritate him. <laughs> so. I, to answer your question, I'd love it. I don't know how you go about it. Maybe we get... Oh, yeah, do you know? Do you have to apply? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you're a lot of use, Professor. Thank you so much for coming. <laughs> I just hope that... Well, maybe we could start some sort of, like, campaign. Yeah. Get you guys to all troll. All the listeners troll the Oxford English. Susie Dent. Susie Dent. Yes. Shall we? Do you think Susie Dent is into cars? There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. No. <laughs> I think you've been a little hasty there. I think she's got a Di Tommaso Pantera. I think. I think. Did you know that's actually Italian for panther? She says when people ask. I, I, I'm imagining. I. Uh, I think Susie Dent has has been around the ring. I mean the green hell. I think Dent has done the green hell and really likes it. But I bet she did it in a hire car. Oh, completely in a hire car. She was car. at the desk, and they went, we've got a golf for you, and she went, mm. you haven't got a focus, have you? A little bit better chassis. And they went, no, but the, we have got a golf R if you're a card holder, you know, gold Yeah, card. and she went, actually, I am. Actually, that might be okay. I rent a lot of cars because I drive around Britain looking at words. Yeah. And they went, it's irrelevant anyway. Yeah, golf too much information, so yeah, it's <laughs> countdown that we don't have here in Germany. <laughs> Yeah, um, she, I think she's. She, she, I think she'd be handy. I think she's a. Tiller. I think she might say, she's "I'm not a, she's interested a in driving," but she's really good at driving. I think she's, she's probably she's good just at driving. She's really intelligent. She's intelligent. Yeah. Um, anyone else got a question? Oh, a man has put his hand up straight away. By the way, is, does anybody like the D, the 3D printed DSG trombone? <laughs> oh, it's upside down. Shit. Sorry. Uh, I'm very proud of this. Uh, I didn't do it. Someone from I think our very first live show. Uh, gave it to us. Yeah. Who I can't remember the name of, which is very sad and R rude. Yeah, rude. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I can't remember either. So sorry, but 
Firstly, shout out to you, Johnny, and shout out to Somerset. Uh, whenever you mention it, you remind me I'm not the only person who grew up around Taunton and oh, with you, sweet. Uh, the surrounding area. Thank uh, you. Richard, I don't know if Bath counts as Somerset, North East Somerset. Nah. Uh, right. Not, not real Somerset, yeah. Oh, Jeez. not real Somerset. We have cider. <laughs> I saw a man with one massive eyebrow the other day. <laughs> Pretty much Somerset. So... What's that going to do with it? <laughs> I'm just trying to think of Somerset-y things. I actually said, I actually thought to myself, someone's going to reference my shirt today because I'm going through a phase of pretending that I might be in Somerset Vice or a, 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 really, a really gash example of Gordon Murray. Depending on how you look at it, who draws nothing but dicks on post-its. It depends on, depends on how you look at it. But anyway, yeah, Somerset. So, Johnny Richard, you have one trip back in time to stop one car from ever being made. Oh, God. What do you Ooh. choose? <gasps> That's a massively weighted question. Ooh, one car being made. We're all thinking, I can hear it. Yeah, there's a, an audible hum. To stop a car from being produced. Um, like trying to, well, trying to stop Biff from kissing Marty's yeah. mum in. Well, the W140 S class, because then Princess Diana would still be with us. <laughs> Too soon? I don't know. Or she'd have been in a lesser car and... Oh, I don't know. I mean... I'm probably going to just reverse out of that cul-de-sac quite rapidly now. Um, I, I mean, the first know. generation ML was very dismal, wasn't it? In fact, all the MLs are very forgettable. Yeah, but no then, if anyone's got one. Hold on a sec. What? See, this is the problem. This is almost like the butterfly theory, isn't it? We know about the butterfly theory. We have this idea that there's sort of always chaos theory, isn't it? A butterfly flapping its wings in the Amazon basin can somehow cause countless other... Uh, effects all across the world. Can it? Well, no. <laughs> but this is the theory. But if you remove the ML, the original ML, from existence, you wipe it from history, yeah. more people buy X5s. Oh. And then we're in trouble. You're oh, perpetuating evil. I it? know the exact car. You've just triggered it. Yep. A- X6. Oh, yes. <laughs> I just, I mean... With my dad head on, every time I follow one on the motorway, I just go, you've bought a bigger car with a fucking smaller boot. What's the point? It doesn't even look good. It's not like you can say it looks brilliant. Just look at it. No, it looks gash. And it's more expensive than a BMW 5 Series. What a load of shite. Hey? What, sorry? Yeah, T-Rock Cab, great. T-Rock Cab? Yeah. Because they, yes. they, yeah, yeah, yeah. they killed the Golf Cabriolet for that. And they did it ever so quietly. It's bollocks, you're absolutely right. It's <laughs> For the benefit of Americans, that means we don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> 5 Series GT. Oh, that is gash. Um, uh, no, it's gash. It's, it's less of an offender, though, I would G- say. G- G- the GT badge holds so much weight, and it can't cash those checks. It can't. It was worse when it became the 6 Series GT. That is true. Ford, Ford Eco Spolts. Spolts. Do you know what? That is the most underwheeled car in recent yes. time. It's when, doing that the whole time. It's a ballet dancer of a car. It's just on tippy toes. <laughs> when you look at it in profile form, you go, I think I need to walk closer. Yeah. I can't quite. I just can't see the wheels. It's just, is that a Hoffa car? It's oh, just no. amazing. And also... Ford refer to it as the Echo Sport. Yes. But it's like, but no, but it says Eco though. Yeah. And there's lots of other things in your range that are referred to as Eco, Eco Boost. Yeah, Eco Boost, yes. But no, it is a very, very bad car. It's a car that people walk into dealerships and they, they get sort of like choice fog 
and they go, yeah. oh, I just don't know what to buy. Buy one of them. Yeah. I need to make up the sales quota. Yeah, yeah all right. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, I just... What, sorry? Yes, V. Possibly. I'm going to disagree with you there. <laughs> and I'm going to ask everybody else to leave while we debate this for another seven hours. I think they were already in a lot of trouble at that point. But yes, it's a fair, they shouldn't have spent the money on buying that. Do you know what? I, I filmed some TV work with a director who, after a couple of days of getting to know him, he said, I can tell you're really into cars. Well, yeah, it kind of helps. <laughs> yeah, because we're filming... We're doing car yeah. stuff. This is not a football show. But he said, he said my, um, my uncle is a naughty man. I went, okay, where's this going? <laughs> uh, and he said, he was one of the Phoenix Four. What? Un- uncle Nick, naughty Uncle oh. Nick, as he's referred to, who lives in semi-refuge in Florida. Yes. It, I, I did get told that he runs an antique shop as well, so I will hunt him down, and I will ask him questions. No, it was Kevin Howe, I think, who opened the antique shop. Oh, is that... He knows, yeah. he knows. But anyway, so the There's guy... There's lots of other things I could tell you that I've heard that, unfortunately, were being recorded at the moment, and I can't. <laughs> However... If anyone wants to stay afterwards when we press stop... Stay afterwards and promise that they don't, don't go... Speak into but, the flower while you tell me those lies yeah, apparently, about the Phoenix Four. But naughty Nick, Uncle Nick was the guy that, that greenlit all of the really mad projects. Like, let's yeah. do the land speed record in that Rover yeah. estate. Yeah. Uh, let's build, uh, I don't know, some sort of other weird... Uh, it was the S- I think it was the SV X Power thing. Yeah. So let's you basically the bled money out. rear-wheel drive. Yes. With a V8 in it. Yeah, that. For no readily apparent reason. He greenlit all of that. Yeah. Who misses Rover? There's at least four of us <laughs> who put our hands up. <laughs> a, I like the fact that there were the people who were prepared to say yes... In a, in a room of strangers, and then the, the real troubadours who put their hands up. <laughs> I salute you, sir, for example, and you over there, for actually putting your hand up and going, yeah, I'm not ashamed to say it, I fucking miss them. In fact, I'm welling up now. <laughs> I miss them because... They were I miss just, them. I don't know, it's the home team, isn't it? It's like your football team going down. And they, didn't, they did do some good cars at some point. Some good cars. Yes, at some point. Oh, this reminds me. I was going to read out a, um, an email right. from a listener uh, who... Uh, I don't know where is it? Because it's an admin up here. No, it's not that one. Yes, it is. It's this one. Uh, now, the last time, last night when we were recording one of these shows, I read out an email from a listener <laughs> and I did a Johnny because I got to the bottom and it said, please don't read out my name, <laughs> which unfortunately I'd already done. Um, <laughs> you'll probably already have heard this by the time this goes out because it'll have been in a previous podcast where I'll have probably bleeped it or something. But... I've checked here, and this listener is okay, is okay as right. far as I know. Check on the back of the paper as well. Um, the other week, on the podcast, you were talking about Puba, did you call it? A Puba. Puba, pub Uber, which was inspired by seeing a Rover 45 in a pub car park. Correct. Which you assumed was the way the landlord got regular customers home when they were shit-faced. Yes. And I think... The only logical answer. I think I sort of scoffed a little and said, that's surely not the case. Well, (laughs) we've had a message from Jonathan Foster. He says, hi, guys. Regarding one of the previous casts about pub Uber, brackets, (laughs) Pooba. I've worked it. It's a great name, Pooba. Well, apparently it is because it's, it's also a thing. He says, I've worked in many pubs over the years. My sister has also owned pubs. 
we always had an old car in the car park, and they were there to take home the regulars where gravity had got the better of them, and they'd lost any sense of direction. The cars were always unlocked so as to make it easy to usher them into the passenger seat. <laughs> the last thing you want to do is try and find the key or key fob while holding a person upright. What? Some of the cars we've had were a Mark II Astra 1.3L, Nice. Sweet, sweet car with not much power. <laughs> Perfect for slow acceleration so as not to make the passenger chunder. <laughs> they also had a Peugeot 306 1.6 LX. The only straight panel was the roof. Perfect for the country lanes as the panel damage was already done. <laughs> a 260,000 mile Subaru Legacy. What? A bit thirsty on petrol and oil. One tank of fuel, one litre of oil but perfect for the passenger who may have had a Zimmer-framed dog or any kind of bags with them. <laughs> and a Rover 416 Mark I. It only had three working gears, but that was fine for short runs. All of the above cars were four or five doors to make it easy if you had a multi-drop run. <laughs> so, Can you imagine doing fully pissed Uber? The Puba is a real thing. The Puba is I'm a... sorry that I scoffed. Yes. Does anybody have any experiences in the audience of a puber? Yeah. Well, yes. Right, I'm going to bring the microphone to you. Hang on. Get down there. Because I need to hear this. While Johnny's running down there, um, last night during the live recording, um, Lisa, who we work with, brought us some more drinks. And I'm wondering if Lisa can hear us now. <laughs> <laughs> just purely out of interest. <laughs> so, that's just... Oh, well, you, I know you can all hear us, but that's a bit else rude to go. To I know you've paid to come and see our show. Now buy me a fucking drink as well. Puba story number one. Puba story. Um, yeah, I run a pub in, in Suffolk in a small market town. And uh, we used to have a Volvo 960 estate, pretty Ooh. much. Three litre, 24 valve auto, Sweet. full leather, heated seats. Sweet, sweet. Sweet car. Um, Genuinely, and, uh, they are. Yeah, it wasn't very sport. Uh, no, no. no. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, and that, the number of times we've ended up running customers home because if it's not Christmas or a bank holiday or there's a wedding on in town, there's probably three taxis to cover a town of 10,000 people. Oh. And uh, so, yes, yeah, so you end up with a nice retired couple that might have had a couple of gins after dinner too many. Can we leave the car? Yes. How are you getting home? We're going to ring a taxi. I'll run you home. It's far easier. I can drive you in 20 minutes rather than make polite small talk for three hours in the bar and uh, waiting for something to turn up. Just get in the fucking car and I'll take you home. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was a classy one. So that's, that's my pooba story. This that's is great. fantastic. I, a, great, great attentive landlord. B, do you charge money for this service? I uh, know. They always insist on putting something in the charity pot, though. So. Amazing. Can we have a round of applause for yeah. that? Yeah. Uh, is there another puber story? Yeah. <laughs> oh, hang on. There's a lot of them. Well, so my dad ran pubs in Shropshire for years, and he did similar. He had, but he had an old freight rover minibus that he oh. painted British racing green. <laughs> the locals called him Scruffy, so he had Scruffy's bus written on the side. Um, and he used to take students back. We were near an agricultural college, so he took the students back to Harper Adams uh, in this minibus at the end of the night. I bet it got chundered in. <laughs> that's why you have a that's why you have a, <laughs> a hosable minibus. It was an ex-military thing, so sideways facing seats all the way down. Oh gosh! <laughs> it was good for pushing people in, pushing them back out again. And no money, no money charged. Amazing, amazingly attentive landlord. Yeah. Well, so I guess this is it's a sort of I'm getting the vibe. It's a rural pub thing because there's no other way to get yeah. out of there. But that's still an amazing phenomenon. Puber story. I was unaware of. 
Yeah, a friend of mine. A friend of mine's got a pub in Henley or near Henley, and they've got a local farm. And the lad there isn't old enough to drink or drive. But right. He's got a vintage '60s tractor that he restored, and he drives people around in that because he's allowed to go in the pub then. So well, he picks them up in a in a tractor in town, brings them into the pub, and then takes them home at the end of the night. So hang on, you can get fully ruined and then taken home by a sixteen-year-old on an old tractor. Yeah. Vintage tractor. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? It sounds amazing. But that like Works an open so wheel tractor. So if you yeah, nod yeah. off, because yeah. I tend to fall asleep yeah. when I'm in a taxi. I'd I think I've been to that pub, but I decided tires. to walk home and got run over by a tractor. <laughs> if they've got an event on, he's got a little wooden trailer that he puts on the back so we can stand in it. Bloody hell. This is brilliant. <laughs> we need to go to Henley and get battered. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for that. Any, any more puber chat? Oh, there is. There is? There is. It's got to be worth it. Go on. Right. I was sort of hoping you stop at the man who put his hand up. I won't, I won't go into full stories, but I spent... Why, five, is it illegal? A lot of what I saw wasn't legal. Oh, right, OK. <laughs> um, no, so I spent five years um, being a scooter man. If you, do you remember scooter well, where, 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 where the monkey bike goes in the boot yeah, in a hold yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. So I did that for five years in Bristol. Yeah. Pre-internet, obviously. Sorry? Pre-internet. Pre-internet. Yeah, yeah. Pre-internet. And... Um, there's nothing uh, more sort of... There's nothing that gives you clarity as to how drunk people can get until you have to pick people up when you're really sober yeah. and then drive them home in your own car while they try and give you a driving lesson. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, the f- fifth gear's a bit thing. It, it won't quite go in, all that kind of stuff. They often ran off to try and have sex in a bush. What? You know, all that in the, what, and you're in their car? I'm just, you have to wait. I mean, You have to car. wait? No. It's no. their car. It's their car. So you're, you're sitting in their car. They're penetrating in the bushes. Yes. And you're just sitting waiting politely with a motorbike and a hold you, you could charge wait, You could charge waiting time, so it was fine. Seriously. Well, is that, was uh, under Scooter Man's uh, T's and C's when you yes. worked for them... Was, was there guidance about this, like, don't join in and stuff? <laughs> there, there was genuinely guidance about... Um, Waiting time. You could take, you could take a, a young lady's number if she wanted to give it to you, but don't go home with her that night. Because okay. you have picked her up when she's drunk, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, don't... Hang on, so... Sensible. Did this happen? Numbers? Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. I always thought monkey bikes were sexy. <laughs> always. They're very sexy. And motorway legal. Are they? Yeah, you can get some 90s. On the motorway? Yeah, 90. I am not going to do that. <laughs> Sweet. Right, any more before I walk back to the stage? A puba story? No. Oh. Okay. It's a Mooba story. Mooba? Mooba, mother Uber. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I did that for a long time until Mooba was a bit ill one night after a night on the town and had to call Duba. <laughs> Duba. Duba, daughter Uber. <laughs> he's had many, he's, he's had a lot of uh, a long story from that evening, so it was very funny. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Duba. Yeah, she returned the favour. <laughs> anybody ever chundered in one of their mate's mum's cars? I have. <laughs> Have you? Yeah, yeah. I remember it well, unfortunately. It was a Peugeot 205 GTI, 1.9, half leather. Oh. Uh, yeah, I know. Looking back, it was, a, it was a terrible, terrible act. I did it out the window of 
my friend Simon Forrest's dad's Audi 100. Oh. While it was being driven by his older brother, who picked us up. It's a long story, but it involved me, I think, spewing out the window of the aero shape. Aero shape. Audi, which I think in many ways is a good car to spew out of because, you know, aerodynamically, it's all going off down the sides. <laughs> and uh, I was, the worst thing was, though, that the, uh, one of the other people in the car was my mum. A what? You, so your mum was in the car, you chundered out the car? Yeah. And then got, they dropped us off at our house, and I got out of the car and fell into the hedge. <laughs> and I could just hear my mum going, I'm so sorry. Yeah, it was a... It was a not well, I, I tried moment. to wind the window down on this 205 GTI, but just couldn't work out where it was. Because I, <laughs> I was 16 and really pissed, and I'd been to the house party, her house, yeah. and basically drank all of her drink, and then chundered in her car. <laughs> so... So, Mrs. Clayton, if you're listening to this, which she won't be, I'm she really sorry. Be. She's been waiting, what, 25 years yeah, for yeah. an apology? A long time. That you're finally giving. Yeah. It's good. But your daughters were hot. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot older than I was at the time. It doesn't stop me from remembering things. Anyway, let's draw a line under that. Good. No, that's great. Well done. Um, I was looking at my list of things, and I've just written down, and I can't remember why, Barry Dakar. <laughs> And I but also, Barry Decker. I've written in capitals, and I don't know why. I cut and pasted this from another document, and I was like, why the fuck did I put that down? It's almost like fizzy yogurt. I just don't know why I did it. Do you know what I've written down? I've written down, Serranol, find another. <laughs> <laughs> because... Well, he explores the world. He's on a quest. Look for cars that he can then advertise with a rather aggressive tone. <laughs> yeah, I've written on a quest to see if a Spec D Pontiac Fiero Minter exists without lacquer lift. <laughs> and then advertise it with the stern words, underlined, find another. It's but very heartening. The, I want to be the we, person that finds the other and just phones him up and goes, oh, yeah. yeah, I've got it. I've got it. I I'm not interested. Got it here. There's a picture of me with it. So, fuck you, Serrano, find another. <laughs> Serrano. <laughs> it's really heartening how we mentioned that once, and we've had so many emails, people sending us adverts, which sure do, in fact, have has anybody another. Has anybody in the room ever used that terminology in an advert, find another? Almost. No, almost. almost. What's almost? Like, <laughs> hang on. Yeah, there was a guy uh, advertising a Porsche 968 Cabriolet, one of my regulars wanted, and the advert did indeed contain the words, find another. So I found three others for sale, <laughs> all of which um, At which point he did drop his price by six grand, and my regular still got the car. What, because you went, I found not one, not I've, two, I've but three? in the same spec, all with lower mileage, all cheaper. <laughs> um, so what's the thing? And this is the cheapest price, and he matched it, and we bought the car. Bloody hell. Brilliant, I love that. Serrano for being incredibly impressed with that. Yeah. I've told you. Well, no, but would he? Because isn't he the, the guy who wants you to not be able to find another? That's I'll tell you what, actually, I've told you the story of I, I actually met Serrano Fines lost in a park once. <laughs> Genuinely. Yes, you the, have the, told the, me. Yeah, I told you. <laughs> this is the most it's improbable thing. It's either on an old video or an old Smith & Sith podcast. But, so I was invited to the, it was at the time, it was the launch of the Range Rover Evoque. Yes. And it was in Green Park in London, right? And, 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 I, and I walked from the tube into Green Park, and Green Park's flipping massive. So I didn't know which entrance I was supposed to be going to or whatever. So I was wandering around wearing a fairly smart outfit because I knew it was going to be a posh do in Green Park. 
And as I'm just thinking, I've got, I've got this all wrong, I'm going to totally miss it, I see this guy in the distance doing the same as me, just going... <laughs> Shit. And as he gets closer, it's going, that's Sir Ronald Fiennes. And he, look, he sees me wearing smart attire, and I see him, and he goes, Range Rover. And I went, <laughs> I went yeah. Mr. Yeah. Smith, I presume. Yeah, and, and it goes, and he says, do you have any idea where it is? <laughs> and I said, I don't. I was I've been here for would. four days, Johnny, drinking my own piss. <laughs> I just want a glass of warm Chardonnay and a couple of canapes and see this new fucking car and then I'm gone. <laughs> but he, it turns out, we did find it together. And it turns out he was, because he's an ambassador of Range Rover, he was on stage doing like the main <laughs> chat about it. Couldn't even find where it was. <laughs> just amazing. Good. Yeah. There we go. There we go. Um, well, I still don't know what Barry Dakar means, but I'm going to assume it's just a man who inexplicably drives into the desert every year. It's the long, long-distance version of London to Brian. Oh, London oh, yes. to Brian. Yes, <laughs> Barry Dakar. But you start with that bloke out of EastEnders. He waves you off, and then you drive to Senegal. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a great concept, I'll grant you, but, you know, Barry no, to no. Dakar. No, it's, it's mandatory to have a, a co-driver called Barry. Oh. That's what it is. Yes. Yes, all kinds of genres of Barry. Barry Sheen's oh. dead. Yeah, you wouldn't have a dead Barry person. out of EastEnders isn't actually called Barry. No. Although... Any Barrys? Can you think of a famous Any Barrys Barry? here could step up for this. Manolo. Manolo. Perfect. Yes. He's not so busy anymore, I'd imagine. Although... Barry Allen. Barry Well... That... Oh! Well, this puts a different skew on it. If it's the Barry, Barry Dakar, it's Barry Island to the capital of Senegal. I mean, well, so you have to go from Barry Island to Dakar. But the other thing is, it's quite a flex, because Barry Island is a bit further north than Paris. So you're kind of going, we're bigger than you. <laughs> and we've got a better fun fair. <laughs> what? Well, Barry Island has got a I'm, I've got this vision now of Manilo absolutely flat out in one of those Dakar trucks which sits about 10, 10 feet high yeah. with a load of lateral shudder on because they are quite vicious meanwhile it's affecting his larynx oh god <laughs> well, he's, he's trying to give pace notes well he's trying to give pace notes and also trying to, trying to keep morale high frankly because it's quite a long arduous process yeah. and, it, and it's really hurting him because he's getting sand in the mouth as well yes well is he? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Just, well, just so we're clear. Well, you... I have experience of the Barry Dakar. Is we that because didn't... you're the driver and you refuse to have the aircon on? Yes. You've got the windows open yes. instead. It's got one of those roof scoops on it, and it's basically funneling sand onto Barry. That reminds me of years and years ago, we did a thing on Top Gear with um, uh, coupes. Jeremy had a Mitsubishi Starion. James had a... God, what did he have? A... a... XJS, he did, you're right. And then the... They know more than you. I know. <laughs> you were there. I know, but I wasn't paying attention. Yeah. 635, and we did this field racing thing. So a few of us in the office were, were the drivers in the field racing, and I had a Volvo 740 Estate. But I had two things. I had a Volvo 740 Estate and a massive hangover. <laughs> and we started driving, and, and it was the only other rear-wheel drive car there, apart from the star cars, was the Volvo 740. And on a, a, a very loose field, really easy to power slide it. Sweet. So you'd get, but the trouble was it was also very hot. I don't think it had air conditioning or it was broken, so I'd, I'd got the window down. Of course. As, as the field got churned up, every time you did a little power slide, <laughs> dirt would get thrown into the window. I only had an open-faced helmet on. <laughs> so it was a constant, every lap was me on the straights going, oh, feeling like death. And then in the corners going, wee! <laughs> 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 
Yeah. Blades of grass in and your that mouth. was for hours and hours and hours because telly always takes ages. But yeah, it was a, a, just dirt going into your open mouth because you're going ah, ooh, as you go around the corners. Really good fun. It sounds amazing. Until the car caught fire. <laughs> Did it really? No, smoke came from underneath the dashboard. But not actually. And as, fire. as we know, there's no smoke without fire. Apparently, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> yeah, then there was then, <laughs> then there was nothing wrong with it. Right, any more questions do we have in the audience at the back there? Go and do the mic, otherwise we can't hear. Did you, you say sir. you had a sand shower? Hang on. Why did you have a sand shower? You work for Barry Manilow? Yeah, I love Barry. Um, He's a sweet guy. Sweet guy. Uh, yeah, Barry... Um, no, you've, you've thrown me. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you about Barry, but it won't be true. I, I drove yeah. a um, freshly restored car here. Um, it was uh, fresh out of restoration. Um, Sandblasted. Okay. Heater tubes full of sand. Oh, shit, yeah. Oh, and you turned the blowers on? First time I drove it. Covered in sand. And did it mouth and eyes or? Everywhere. Oh no. It, it was like a day at the beach. Oh gosh. Yeah, fully, fully trimmed car, new carpets, carpet sets, seats, all, all brand new. And you're just all taking it to sand. this show? Oh yeah. So you had to go and vacuum it? I had to, yes. Uh, take the seats out when I got here. You had to take the seats out? Take it was that bad? Out, but uh, bash all the sand off it. Um, Halfway through, I taped up the vents to stop the sand coming through. So driving, <laughs> dri- dri- driving through London was rather warm. Oh, gosh. Um, I got shouted at by some blokes on a street corner because I went down a cycle lane. A cycle lane? <laughs> yeah. It sounds quite stressful, if I'm honest, because I expected... Yeah, it was quite it was cool, good. to be fair. They were was it? Nice. But yeah, I thought they were going to try and nick the car, but... Uh, but they didn't. No, they didn't. It, was good. <laughs> it, it made it. Well, thank you very much for that sand in the mouth. Any other questions involving sand or otherwise? Sorry, this is uh, primarily a question for Richard because I know he's an Austin Rover BL fancier. Um, <laughs> Wrongen, I think, oh, is the term. Fancier is Defi- definitely wrongen. Fancier is one right. of those words that's usually only used in conjunction with pigeon. <laughs> but I like that you've used it anyway. I'm going to come over here so I can see. Yes, um, sorry. But Johnny, feel free to step in with your ideas. I want to put you in a scenario. Is it the early 90s and you're burnt pencil sharpener and you've just bought Rover? Yeah. How are you saving the company and preventing uh, terrible tragedies involving burning loads and loads of government cash? And Again, I'm going to have to ask everybody else to leave the room. <laughs> Get yourself a drink, sir. We're hunkering down for the night. <laughs> a bottle of scotch, I feel, would be appropriate. Um, how are we doing it? Well, I mean, they did their best. There's one of the things... Sorry, this is really, really nerdy, but, but around that time, so in the, then into the mid-90s, one of the weirdest things was that the Metro was dying, and they probably hadn't f- worked out how to replace it, but they'd got the row, what became the Rover 200, the R3 shape, coming up. They invented that car partly just to keep Longbridge busy, because they suddenly went, if, if they didn't, that factory would have to close, and that's shit. They'd have to put loads of people out of work. So that car was almost invented just to keep the factory turning over. If they positioned it as a super mini... It would have been a bit big at the time, but then the rest of the world came to meet it. It would have been a fucking brilliant super mini, but instead they got greedy. They priced it as a medium-sized golf rival, and that fucked them. Pardon my brummy, but that's, <laughs> that's, what, that's one of the things that I would correct. Uh, otherwise, I don't know. I mean, probably just get, probably don't let BMW, although I think Rover kind of did this of their own volition, just become some kind of fucking National Trust car company. 
the Rover 75 was a fabulous car and a really, really nice piece of engineering underneath, but it just looked like your granddad had designed it, and that's no good. It's a nice-looking thing, but if it had been very modern and very sleek, maybe it would have appealed to more than just you know, people who are... This, this would be a perfect time for me to step in and say that because of your waxing lyrical about the Rover 75 in earlier casts, I bought one. Oh, <laughs> round of applause. Um, we're going to start running a disclaimer at the top of our podcast <laughs> saying, do not act on any of the things you're about to hear. I met a chap before in the bar who bought a, an up GTI on our say-so, and it's like, this is... That's a good kind thing. Of, it's, the kind of, it's a good thing, but it's the kind of Thank power you. we do not deserve. Okay, this is all for fun only. It's like by, I bought a set of like those fire poker things, you know, that you, that you get by a fireplace, and then I looked. Well, that's at the where they go. Do not use with fire. Is that what? That's like us. We may think we're giving car advice, but it's not actual car advice. Don't act on it. Would be my advice about that. Um, but well done. I, I'm glad you bought a Rover 75. They're good cars, aren't they? they they're kind of. They're, they have a certain. I, when I before I bought mine, I borrowed a press car when they were still going, and. Um, a friend of mine got into it and she went, oh my God, is this a Bentley? And I thought, really? fantastic. And the guy that I sold my 75 to was a friend of a friend and I said to my friend a while after he bought it, how's your mate getting on with my 75? And he said, he told me every time he drives it, he feels like a top executive. <laughs> so, you know. But he swapped a... it for a no-name full suspension mountain bike <laughs> a year later. No, he scrapped it when the gearbox broke. But that's <laughs> another story. Um, Any other cues? Probably should take one more question was it, and then wrap that was this a, up. That was, a quick, that was a quick one there. Quick on the draw. Just so before you speak into the microphone, I've written down a question of sports. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think the question of sport, uh, the TV show that's been running for many years, is so boring. Isn't it so dry and sensible and boring? We need to take it over, rebrand it, question of spout, and it's, it's solely RS and ST Ford-related quiz. Very, very, it's, it's, a very, it's a very niche TV show in hindsight. Tiny, tiny little segment of a picture of a car. You can't quite tell what it is. You've just got to guess how many cylinders it's got. Yes. It's exactly Well, it's blue, and it's got quite spoky wheels. Is it six? Yes, it's an ST220. Well done. <laughs> Team captain. Does this have legs? Gary. Is this a shit idea? Yeah, it's brilliant. Okay, we'll commission it. Right. If Smith and Sniff were to run their own concourse event, oh, wow. uh, <laughs> what would be the venue and what would be the categories? We've talked about this. We have. Well, obviously, it'd be Baldock Services. Because <laughs> it's got a big car park anyway. So, we, I mean, we could almost not tell them we were doing it. <laughs> it's true, actually. Uh, and you know that guy be... sleeping in the Primera? In the corner, that guy that clearly yes. lives in his car. Which is actually um, quite sad, I think. Well, that's the thing, because if you were coming from far away, there's a hotel there. So, you know. See, look at that. The fact that you went, oh, yes, like, this, I'm immediately selling you this idea. Bulldog service. A day's in. It's a it's day's a, in. I think it's a day's in, yeah. And lots of charges. I mean, it's no Premier Inn, but they're probably quite good. Um, and what would we have? Well, we'd have whatever, really. We'd like a plinth to drive up onto, like Pebble Beach. Yeah. But um, it would be an Austin ambassador. Well, actually, it wouldn't, because I, I don't like ambassadors. But it would also be 
I was thinking about this, the angle of approach and departure would be like American driveways, which are, having just come back from America, unnecessarily brutal. Yes. What's going on? Have you ever been? Well, you must have been to the Millbrook Proving Ground in Bedfordshire. Yeah, well, I nearly got thrown out with Jason Plato. For oh, for doing urinating, we, yes. Urinating um, in front of Aston Martin customers. They have all those fake American driveways. <laughs> Not intentionally. <laughs> well, you say that. It was a piss, it was an incredible piss, piss and it just all went wrong when five massive Aston Martins came bowling round a corner with potential customers on board and me yeah. and no, Jason you just, Plato. You can really feel the talk coming in there as you just passed Jason Plato's bell in. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the name of the corner? No, we, just there. We um, did, yeah, we, we, we got so, into a lot of trouble. Uh, what was, oh yeah, Millbrook, they have the fake American driveways there so they can they test do. cars. To, and they're brutal. You might as well just drive into a wall. Well, who designed it? I don't know. It's weird, isn't it? They're speaking... scared of flooding, even in Arizona. They just go, better keep the driveway steep. I, I was speaking to an American journalist recently, and he said, I think that all Los Angeles-centric motorways were designed by people that make suspension bushes. <laughs> it's just a secret ploy to just constantly sell their product locally. And I think American driveway people, it's the front, it's the front splitters, those little rubber sort of yeah. moustaches of cars. Yeah. The one I borrowed, the Nissan Z. Yeah. Uh, Nissan Z, sorry. Um, it just kept like, gouging its face every time I drove off a driveway, to the point where I drove off so slowly that oncoming traffic was flashing at me because they thought I'd stalled, but I hadn't. I was just trying to save the front end every time I came out of the drive. Nerdy fact, the, the soft suspension mode on the Nissan GTR when it was launched was calibrated on freeways in Los Angeles. Yep. That was the shittest situation they could find. <laughs> um, right, well, anyway, that's quite enough of this. We yeah. should bring it to a close. Before we do, however, I have three things to tell you. Oh, uh, the, <laughs> the first one is that Johnny has a solo YouTube channel in which he sneakily deploys legless reptiles into post-funeral gatherings to get rid of people. <laughs> that's right. It's the Dissipate Snakes into Wakes show. <laughs> um, <laughs> you stroker. If that's not to your taste, because I just made it up and unlike last night managed to remember it, then um, there's always the Late Break Show. Lots of excellent videos on there about cars and people who love them. Uh, the second thing we have to say is a huge thank you to all of you for coming out tonight. We really yep. do appreciate it and we're frankly... Um, blown away. It's bewildering. Baffled by the fact yeah. that you're here. But we, we appreciate it more than we can say because it's, it's incredible to actually feel that people have said that. It is, yeah. Thank you. Shite. Uh, we also need to say thank you to the London Concourse and to the Honourable Artillery Company for hosting us, to Luke from uh, Influence PR who yeah. brokered this whole thing and got us in here. He invited us. He invited us. Just Luke. Uh, may regret it now, but it's too late. Uh, also, a big thank you to Nick, who's done our sound tonight, which, um, having listened back to the show from last yep. night, sounds awesome, and I hope you've all been able to hear us, which is not always a given, because sound is a tricky thing, and we have not been crashed by the wedding no. once yet. I haven't heard Careless Whisper by George no. Michael or anything. <laughs> it's <been> amazing. <laughs> Being done on karaoke by a bunch of rugby lads. I know what we have. Yeah, ties around their heads. Oh, yeah, there'll be yeah, baggy trousers. Yeah. Well, so we need to wrap this up before that starts, don't we? Uh, and uh, thank you to Lisa, who you may have met on our merchandise stand out there and who generally keeps us in check and organises us and is the hidden hero of this whole shambolic enterprise. <laughs> uh, and the third thing I've got to tell you is that Richard E. Grant's middle name is Grant. <laughs> what? <laughs> Richard Grant Grant? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the E is silent. 
Richard E. Grant. I'm going to have to read this because I wrote it down. Richard, Richard E. Grant's Grant. real name is Richard Grant Estehusen. Is he? He just flipped his names when he uh, got a stage name and then used <sighs> his surname as an initial. Sweet, sweet guy. Sweet, sweet guy. I forgot to do some audience participation. So if it's all right with you, can we end with some audience participation? I say a word. Uh, okay, so I, I'm going to oh, say transit. You say spalt. Trains it. Oh. Amazing. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> That's lovely. Lovely. Um, lovely. Ladies and gentlemen. Thank you ever so much for coming out. We really do appreciate it. Um, that is quite enough of us for now. But thank you for coming. Thank you for listening at home. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Hello, Richard again. Uh, before this podcast ends, I wanted to remind you that we're doing another live recording on Wednesday the 19th of July at Bista Heritage in association with The Little Car Company. It was sold out, but we've decided to hire some more chairs, which means we can release more tickets. Go to smithandsniff.com and follow the live shows link to see how you can buy one. And we hope to see you there. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.